Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivir. This week we're discussing a listener question about the exhaustion that can accompany generalized anxiety. The question that came in said, how can I feel so anxious like I could crawl out of my skin and so tired at the same time? Which is so true. Anxiety can make you so exhausted. Yeah, it's such a perplexing experience, isn't it? Because we feel kind of wired with the anxiety and restless and then at the same time so exhausted. One thing that really helped me understand this is a teaching from Ayurveda, which we often talk about on the podcast, India's Ancient Science of Life. Ayurveda teaches that this all comes initially from fatigue. The anxiety comes from overstimulation of our mind, from strain on our mind. So it's the anxiety itself that's causing the exhaustion. So when we wonder why we can feel highly anxious and so tired at the same time, that's why. There are two sides of the same coin where we feel restless and totally wiped out at the same time. Yeah. And the underlying cause is this overuse or strain on the mind, because anxiety, we know, puts our mind and, and nervous system under extreme duress. If we've got running negative thoughts, what if thoughts, if we're worrying, what if this happens, what if that happens, or we're worrying something's wrong with us, we might be worrying that we feel our mental health's really suffering. It's all sending this strain to our mind and our nervous system, which sparks the anxiety and peaks it more, and also causes fatigue. And unchecked, this feeling of anxiety and tiredness can increase on both sides. We feel more anxious and more exhausted as time goes on. And this is why it's so incredibly important to look at what you can do and how you can take care of yourself, look after yourself, so that you can start to feel much more calm and relaxed. And I think that begins with understanding exactly what's happening, as you just shared, and then starting to make adjustments. Yeah, I think when we don't know that there's something driving the situation that we can work with, and we just feel like we're helplessly falling between the two experiences, we feel more anxious, we feel more exhausted, feel more exhausted, we feel more anxious, and then we might find we can't focus so well. We might find that as exhausted as we feel, it's affecting our sleep. We go to bed and our mind's spinning and we feel too anxious to sleep. And we feel that we're just caught in that. Sometimes we feel that that's how it is and it's getting worse and we worry that we're not going to cope. So, yeah, I think the first thing that helps is understanding that there is a, a teaching and a system of natural health care that, that shows how this can happen and then what we can do to make adjustments and support ourselves. And one of the Many wonderful things about Ayurveda is that the changes are so simple and accessible, and over time we'll start to feel their benefits. The first strategy is getting enough rest, making sure that you have a regular sleep routine so that you can get better quality sleep. And if you're struggling to sleep, try taking an extra rest or a nap if you can by curling up in a soft, warm, place and listening to a guided meditation or a journey or something to help your mind relax. 
Sometimes we just have to carve out those moments. And I remember when I was working in an office environment, sometimes I would need to just take a drive on my lunch hour and go to Lake Michigan and then just close my eyes. And, you know, even if it was for 15 minutes, that would help. And I'd feel refreshed and be able to go back. I know you might immediately think, well, I can't do that. I have a job or I have this or that going on, but you can. You can carve out little moments. They don't have to be hours and hours of rest. The little bits count too. And of course, that having that sleep routine that you and I have talked about so many times, how important that is to follow a regular routine, whether that be taking a hot bath in the evening or getting away from screens at least an hour before bed having some a warm drink those kinds of things that we often share and just having that be your routine two simple things that can really help if you're challenged with anxiety and sleep is a, a warm milky drink before bed for example hot almond milk with a pinch of nutmeg that's really calming and can help you sleep and another thing that ayurveda recommends if we're struggling with high anxiety and sleep is to do oil massage just massage your body with warm sesame oil, and then relax in a warm bath. Um, Keep devices out of the bathroom that might make your mind start worrying again. But that makes a surprising difference to sleep, to do those two things just about half an hour before you need to settle down, and it can really help. Prioritizing self-care is incredibly important, too, when you're anxious and exhausted. And even if the anxiety piece is broken, you know, and you feel like, oh, thank goodness, I'm, I'm feeling better, but I'm still so darn tired. This is where we just, again, check into our own self-care routine. This might include taking breaks when you need them, being sure that you're eating whole foods, nutritious foods, and not just like grabbing a package of chips or munching on highly processed food, and then engaging in physical activity that you enjoy. Moving that energy through your body doesn't have to be anything incredibly taxing on your body. A good walk, riding a bike, swimming, just moving the energy through your body. There's nothing quite like that. And even though you might be, but wait a minute, I'm exhausted. How am I going to do that? Hey, you know what? You can walk as slowly as you need to. (laughs) When you go for a swim, you, you don't have to do a sprint. You can just be gentle with yourself. It's one of the reasons why we like Qigong and why we like yoga as well, is you can really have a yin practice. You can just be sweet with yourself and whatever self-care looks like for you. Yeah, you can be gentle, restorative yoga, which is mainly lying down. Mm-hmm. Really gentle when we're really tired, but yeah, to release those stress chemicals from our body and to set that intention of self-care. It's a very healing thing. We've been talking about this quite a bit recently, to set that intention of self-support when we feel anxious and exhausted to turn to ourselves and say, okay, I'm going to do the best I can to help myself with this. That in and of itself is healing. It's a completely different approach and inward look to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anything gentle. And that's where the practice of relaxation techniques comes in as well. We talk often about the, the potency 
of deep breathing exercises and meditations, progressive muscle relaxation, or any of the guided meditations that we've recorded over the years, or maybe you have some favorites outside of what we've recorded. These are going to help reduce anxiety and promote a sense of calm, which in turn is going to help manage the exhaustion that you're feeling. Yeah, it's a great way to rest the mind by easing the mind into that guided space where somebody else is holding space for you. It's such a beneficial thing because it stops the mind spinning its own narrative and really helps us rest. And another piece that is important to bring forward is the overstimulation. When you are stressed and exhausted, overstimulation makes things so much worse. And how do we get overstimulated? Caffeine, electronic devices before bed, being involved in any negative news cycle or violent movies, anything that's just coming at you really fast. That's how I think of it. It's like, what can I slow down and what choice can I make instead of these uh, overstimulating activities and choices? And we know from Ayurveda that overstimulation is the cause of the problem initially. That's the root of the problem is the mind is overstimulated. It's got too much coming in and it gets tired and it gets anxious. So it's a really important area to work with. And it might take some adjusting because we're used to our chosen diversions. So often the way that it works more easily is to choose a replacement. Mm-hmm. Rather than try and just stop, okay, I'm not going to do this or that before bed that you're accustomed to doing. Choose an upgraded replacement, something calmer. Maybe there's an audiobook you can listen to instead of watching something on a screen. Ananga, that example is exactly what I've started doing because I got into a habit of watching shows. Not every time, but I'd get in the bath and I'd set up my laptop and I'd, you know, watch a show <laughs> or something <laughs> in the bathroom. And I'm like, you know, this isn't as relaxing as it could be. How about I listen to an audiobook or how about I listen to a class, uh, you know, whatever it is, class du jour, because like you, I'm always interested in learning more and more and more. And it's made a difference. And it's not that I won't continue on occasion to watch something while I'm soaking because I tend to stay in the bath a lot longer than 15 minutes, but just switching it up, making that choice to an audiobook or to uh, something else if I want my mind engaged. Sometimes I don't want it engaged at all and I just want to soak quietly, but or, you know, with nice music or whatever. Do what serves you well. Just avoid overstimulation. What is the point of hopping into a beautiful warm bath if you're going to watch some crazy high action <laughs> movie. <laughs> Not that that's what I was doing, but you get the drift. Yeah, because it's where our mind is that's affecting our body. Mm-hmm. Our body might be soaking in warm water, but if our mind's taking in overstimulating um, dramatic information, it's firing that into our body. It's firing it into our nervous system. Yeah. So we're, we're just not serving ourselves well. And it's difficult because we've become conditioned to distraction when we're suffering. The last thing we want to do is be with our mind mm-hmm. 
if I've been going through a really difficult period of time, I can remember a couple of times in my life where the last thing I could bear to do would be to get in a bath with my head. Right. Just didn't want to be shut in a small area. (laughs) Right. (laughs) With my mind. So I had to tap for that. I had to really take care of myself until I could do it comfortably again. Do some EFT tapping to clear that, that I couldn't stand the thought of being with my head because it wasn't good company. My mind was going to bring up everything that was going on, everything I was worried about, and I didn't want to be stuck with that. Yeah. So we can tap to calm that down, but also simple thing like an audio book or a a beautiful guided journey. Shan, you recorded a a guided journey on our Oasis collection, which I think runs for about 20 or 30 minutes where you lead you lead the listener through a journey through an island, walking through sand, and you're describing the nature around. Those kinds of things send a completely different message and experience to our nervous system. Mm-hmm. So again, it's finding what appeals to you, finding what works for you, but definitely rather than just cold turkey avoidance, upgrading those choices because they're not always easy to stop dead. Right. And then also be open to seeking professional help. If you're experiencing chronic exhaustion that's affecting your daily life, it's important to talk to a mental health professional who can help you develop an individualized treatment plan, somebody that can objectively listen and make suggestions so that you can feel more calm and relaxed and have more energy. Mm, Another wonderful thing about seeking help is that we shine light in the darker corners of our mind. We break the spell of fear by voicing it, by sharing it with somebody else. It makes a huge difference to anxiety recovery rather than just being fearful and again, just being caught in your own narrative of worrying that there might be something wrong with you. When we speak and we share, we soon find that there are so many others who are sharing the same or similar experiences. This episode of Anxiety Slayer is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's super easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you might need from yourself or for yourself. We give so much to our family, to our friends, to our jobs. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and anxious, and burned out. And therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. I worked with a BetterHelp therapist during the pandemic and had a really positive experience. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's also helpful for learning life balance skills, how to set boundaries, And it really empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's very convenient and flexible. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Slayer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Slayer. 
Here are a few more things that can help manage exhaustion that's associated with anxiety. And the first is staying hydrated. And you might be thinking, what does that have to do with anything? But actually, dehydration can cause fatigue and make it harder for your body to manage stress. And most of us are walking around dehydrated. Every piece of research, every interview I've ever heard from people in the know about health and wellness talk about dehydration. So drinking enough water can help your body function much, much better and improve your energy levels. Make sure that you're doing that, that you're getting clean water into your body. And when we're struggling with anxiety, we can also stay hydrated by drinking hot teas like chamomile, fennel, mint teas. They're wonderful ways to hydrate the body, but those herbs are calming as well. And hot water cleanses the tissues and goes deeper into the body than cold. So that can be a a really healthy addition. Since working with you, I don't put ice in my drinks anymore. And I'll have room temperature water is in a copper pitcher and it goes from the spring to the pitcher to the glass and and I don't uh, refrigerate it anymore because of that. Yeah, because we learned from Dr. Vasantlad who says ice is not nice. Yes. It affects our digestive system and cold. According to Ayurveda, cold increases anxiety because it's one of the qualities that increases the energy of vata, which is the type that's most prone to anxiety. So we can take, as you said, just room temperature water or cool. We can take it cool, but not icy, not refrigerated. But um, herb teas gives us that extra benefit of the healing properties of the herbs. And there are many calming herbs that we can experiment with and find that we, we like that can help calm anxiety too. So we're doing both. We're staying hydrated and supporting anxiety. And along the the lines of dehydration, avoid alcohol. Alcohol is dehydrating. Alcohol and drugs can ultimately make fatigue worse. And they can interfere with sleep quality. They can leave you feeling more exhausted. I found that each year that I have the blessing to become an older version of myself, alcohol doesn't suit me anymore. And I'm grateful to be okay with that. It's much more dehydrating than you might think. So when you go to have that glass of wine or have a glass of beer or whatever, just think about that. And if you are going to do it, make sure you're matching your glass of water to glass of alcohol intake and really be mindful of that. Not to mention what happens when you start to detox the alcohol, because that'll pull up even more anxiety. Right, yeah. It's a known thing that when the liver does its work in the middle of the night and it's dealing with the alcohol, it can wake us up and make us feel wide awake or anxious or both. A writer I very much enjoy, Catherine May, describes alcohol as a restless bedfellow. Totally. Back in my partying days, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I hadn't met you yet. (laughs) We hadn't started doing anxiety slayer yet, and I just remember thinking, wow, I don't know that this is worth it, this way that I feel in the middle of the night. 
um, as my liver's trying to get rid of the poison I just introduced to it. Yeah. Next on the on the list is to take breaks, which we've already touched on briefly, but to allow time for regular breaks throughout the day or longer breaks throughout weekends or evening times if possible, just to help discharge stress and reduce the likelihood of burnout. Burnout and anxiety also go hand in hand. Even tiny breaks can be helpful. As we shared a few weeks ago, we shared a simple breathing exercise that takes 30 seconds to do. Even doing that a few times a day and setting yourself prompts like you could think, okay, when I go to the restroom, I'm going to stretch and breathe for a minute. It's not long enough for anyone to notice a drop in our performance or what's expected of us. Or maybe you're driving during the day and you, and you find yourself at a red light for a minute. That can be a breathing break. Maybe you're by the kettle and waiting for the kettle to boil to make a hot drink. That can be a breathing or a stretching break, or it can even be a, a tapping break. When I was first learning EFT tapping and teaching tapping, I used to use traffic lights as a tapping break. I would always do that, just tap through the points and see what was on my mind. Was there something I could put to rest? Was I tense? Was there something preoccupying my mind? Just those short check-in spots during the day, even a minute is enough to make a difference. They all add up. They do. And you deserve it. You deserve to take a break. You deserve to allow yourself that giant exhale and say, okay, this moment is for me right now. I'm going to shake it off. That's another one. Shaking your body is always so very helpful. Yeah. Or just putting a drop of lavender oil on the palm of your hand, rubbing your hands together. Just inhale that for a few seconds. So many little tricks we can bring into the day. And then finally, Back to that positive self-talk and nurturing, being kind to yourself. Negative self-talk contributes to feelings of exhaustion and anxiety. When you're constantly in that negative loop of what's wrong with me, or I'm so tired, this is never going to get any better, or all of the judgment, all of the things that we do that are so unkind, try to replace those negative thoughts with positive affirmations or reminders of your strengths and accomplishments. You are so much more than your anxiety. You're so much more than the exhaustion that you might be feeling. And it's just incredibly important to practice. Just continue to practice. And when you catch yourself being mean, just knock it off. Call yourself on it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not okay. And it's not true. And it's probably not even your voice. But that's for another episode altogether, isn't it? Yeah, and we did a whole episode on how we talk to ourselves last week. So uh, there's definitely lots to explore there in, in the way that that affects our energy. It affects our outlook. Certainly affects and drives our anxiety. Even just turning to ourselves with kindness when we notice we're doing that and just, okay, this is a really challenging time, day, whatever length of time it is that we're, we're feeling under duress with and to just turn to ourself with kindness and, and just ask, what can I do to help myself? What do I need? Do I need to take a break? Do I need to have a hot drink? Do I need to read something that's going to give me some hope? What do I need? 
what can help me turn this around a little bit. Mm. Oh, Nanga, thank you for another great conversation. And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening in. Please remember that managing anxiety and exhaustion is a process. And it's important to be patient with yourself as you try different strategies. And again, if you're struggling, please reach out for help from your therapist or healthcare professional. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. If you love our podcast, consider becoming a patron and get over 150 guided relaxations, tapping sessions, and Ayurvedic teachings for calming anxiety at patreon.com slash anxietyslayer.